how to stop letting yourself down, how to build self-confidence, how to build self-trust, how to build up your own self-reputation, and how to get closer to the best version of yourself, all coming right up. This is episode number three, one, one, on how to stop letting yourself down with the one and only, your host of the Best You Podcast, Nick Carrier. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. Before hopping into this episode, I want to tell you about the brand new daily, weekly, and monthly planner and video course that I've recently created called the Best Journey Planner. In this course, you're going to learn how to slightly improve in all seven pockets or all seven areas of your life, which is health, relationships, career, financial, spiritual, personal, and then other. And you're also going to learn how to spike in one of those areas at all times, because this is the framework that you can follow every single day, week, and month that you can feel confident in that will get you closer to the best version of yourself. All you have to do is go to go.nickcarrier.com slash the best journey planner. Again, go.nickcarrier.com slash the best journey planner. But for now, let's go ahead and dive into the episode. What's up, everybody? This week, I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to do a full solo episode right now on how to stop letting yourself down. Now, one of the things that I frequently hear from people because I coach hundreds of people with their fitness goals is a lot of people will say that I treat promises and commitments to other people in a much higher regard than I treat commitments and promises to myself. Just recently, a client told me almost exactly this, that when I tell somebody I'm going to go to a group workout with them or that I sign up for a class, I'm much more likely to do it because they're holding me accountable to going to it. And I completely understand that. There's there's no necessarily shame or there's no wrong in feeling that way. But I encourage you to try to start to transform that thought. Try to transform the thought from, I really want to make sure I don't let this person down. So I want to make sure I don't let myself down. I want to make sure that I say something and then I'm going to do it. I want to make sure that my actions actually match my words. I want to make sure that I treat the commitments that I make to myself as a promise. And following through with the promises that you make to yourself to me is the number one skill that you can develop in order to get closer to the best version of myself. And to give you a quick rundown as to why I so strongly believe that. And it's this. If I'm, you know, I mentioned those seven pockets of your of your life during the when I talked about the best journey planner with health, relationships, career, financial, personal, spiritual, and other. If you looked at those areas of life and you think, okay, what's one thing that I can do today, or what's one thing that I can do this week or this month in order to improve that area of my life? Ninety nine point nine percent of you could come up with at least one, if not multiple, things in probably all of those areas. And so you ask yourself, okay, if I want to if I want to improve in that area of my life, I know what to do. I know something that I could do. All I have to do to improve in that area is actually do it, is actually follow through. And this kind of goes off of the plays off of the idea that Stephen Covey talks about in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you've never read that book, I would highly recommend it. It's one of the top selling books in the entire world with self-improvement and with anything. I think it's over sold over 30 or 40 million copies now. I forget the recent most recent data. But he talks about how common sense isn't always common action. And there's this age-old phenomenon called acrasia, A-K-R-A-S-I-A, that says that we do things 
knowingly against our uh, that would actually harm us. They don't don't let us improve. We do things against what we should be doing that would help us improve. And that's been like the the question that has that I've wrestled with over the last four years is why do I not do things that I know I should be doing in order to improve? How can I make sure I follow through with those things at a higher level? And one of the big overarching things that I heard actually from Stephen Covey's son, Stephen M.R. Covey, in a podcast that I did with him a long time ago, because I asked him, like, what allows you to follow through at a higher level? And he said this notion that my word is not just like some soft thing. My word is my promise. Because... If you want any, if you want anything in life, you should want integrity. And what integrity means, honesty is it means that your words match reality. But then he said that integrity is that reality matches your words. It means that you're a congruent individual. It means that you actually do what you say you're going to do. You actually follow through on the things that you say that you're going to accomplish and that you say you're going to get done. And when you see things as a promise that and then you, it already is like, okay, this is high stakes. This is a promise. I'm going to do this thing no matter what. Because when you promise somebody that you're going to do something, it means exactly that. It means I'm going to do that no matter what. It means it's not conditional. It's not like I'm going to do this if I feel good, if i am had enough sleep, if I'm feeling motivated. It's I'm going to do it no matter what. That's what a promise implies to the individual that you're making the promise to. And so if you can make the promise to yourself that I'm going to do this thing no matter what, it's already going to increase the likelihood that you follow through. Now, that's kind of like a mindset shift that is really important. But I personally have six keys that will help you maximize the likelihood that you follow through with the promises that you make to yourself. I'm going to run through these six quickly today. Number one is perspective. And essentially that you have to plan to follow through on the things that you say you're going to do, right? Like if I want to improve in my health and fitness. And I know that I need to make sure that I'm eating 10 healthy lunches and dinners every single week. I'm implying that I have maybe the weekdays that I'm really good, right? Uh, five healthy lunches, five healthy dinners every single week. If I know that's what I, that I need to do, what's going to increase the likelihood that I follow through with that? Maybe that I plan the fact that I know what I'm going to eat on those days. Because if you don't plan that you're going to eat, then it could be, it could be coming, it could come Wednesday night and you're driving home from work and you're tired and you just drive through a drive through and you get some quick fast food, right? That's not necessarily because you weren't disciplined. You didn't follow through because you weren't disciplined. You didn't follow through because you didn't plan ahead. You didn't plan to have food in your fridge on Wednesday night, ready to eat because you knew you were going to be tired. So if you plan ahead, you're going to increase the likelihood that you actually follow through. The second one is what I is a term that I call workable. If what you're trying to follow through on is too big, it's too unrealistic, it's not what I call workable, then you're not going to actually follow through with it. And workable, essentially to me, I've defined as it's something that you're willing and able to do based off of what you've been willing and able to do in the past. And one of the most common examples that I give to my clients is I've had a client who came up to me one time. He's like, I want to lose 15 pounds. I want to start working out five times a week. I want to make sure I cut out all sweets. And I was like, okay, great. How many sweets do you currently have? And he was like, well, I currently have 14 desserts every single week, one for lunch and one for dinner every single day. And I'm like, okay, the likelihood that you're going to go from 14 desserts to zero desserts like that 
is essentially zero. Like, sure, some people might be able to do it. And they might be able to do it for one week, for two weeks, for three weeks. But the likelihood that they go back up to 14 and more is pretty likely. It's pretty high. And so we wanted to choose something that was more workable, something he was more willing and able to do based off of what he's been willing and able to do in the past. So instead of making the jump from 14 to zero desserts, we went from 14 to seven. And he did seven desserts a week for the first three weeks, and then six for the next three, and then five, and then four. And he gradually worked himself down. Another example is like, hey, if I want to get ahead of my career and I say that I want to wake up two hours earlier, I want to wake up at 5 a.m. instead of 7 a.m., it's like, okay, maybe you'll do that for a couple days. Maybe you'll even do it for a week or two. But the likelihood that you continue that over a long period of time is very low because to jump from two to two hours earlier, that's hard. That almost means that you have to go to bed two hours earlier or you have to be willing to sacrifice a lot more sleep. And so the two-hour jump earlier is not what you've been willing and able to do based off of what you've been willing and able to do in the past. You're probably not gonna be willing to sacrifice an extra two hours of sleep. So instead of going from 7 to 5 a.m., go from 7 to 6.30. Because look, if you say you're gonna work at, wake up at 5 a.m. and you don't do it over a long period of time, it's not because you're not disciplined, it's because it's not workable. It's because it's not something that you're willing and able to do based off of what you've been willing and able to do in the past. That brings me to number three, which is simplicity. The thing that you say you're going to do needs to be super simple, meaning it needs to start with a verb, it needs to be quantitative, it needs to be qualitative, and you need to say when you're going to do it. So for example, I'll give you a very specific example. This morning that I'm actually recording the podcast, I have been preparing for a podcast interview that I have coming up. In order to prepare for the podcast interview coming up that I'm doing, I've been watching the video course of the guests that I'm going to be having on. And so last night, I knew that the first thing that I did this morning when I woke up at 3.50 was I was going to watch for one hour the video course that this guy made or modules from the video course this guy made. And I knew that I was going to be able to watch module four, five, six, seven, and eight in the span of one hour because I went ahead and looked beforehand how long each of those modules were. And I know I wanted to spend an hour, so I was like, okay, how many of these modules adds up to an hour? And it was modules four through eight. So you see, if I had said, if I kind of knew I needed to wake up and prepare for the podcast by watching these modules, I could have very easily not gotten to the level of detail of I need to spend one hour and watch modules four through eight. If I didn't get to that level, get to that level of detail, it could have been more likely that I would have pressed snoozed on my alarm in the morning, or it would have been very likely that I didn't do it because I didn't know how long it was going to take. But because I knew I was going to wake up and watch modules four through eight for one hour, starting at 4 a.m., that increased the likelihood that I was going to do it. And you know, earlier I made the, the distinction of if you wanna get healthier nutritionally and health-wise, you want to just, decide that I'm going to have 10 healthy, if, if somebody decided I want to have 10 healthy lunches and dinners every single week, that's simplistic. Now you have to probably get a little bit into the more specifics of what healthy quote healthy means, but maybe it's like, I'm going to have 10 healthy lunches and dinners every single week containing a vegetable and a healthy protein and, and fiber or in a healthy carb, right? If you get to that level of detail, if you get to that level of simplicity, that's going to increase the likelihood that you actually do it because you have painted a clear picture of what success looks like. And complexity is the enemy of execution. Simplicity is what will allow you to execute at a high level. Number four is belief. So we went been through perspective, 
workable. Simplicity. Number four is belief. You have to believe that the action that you want to follow through on is going to yield the result that you want. If you don't believe the action that you're, you say you're going to take is going to be going to give you the results that you want, then the likelihood that you're going to do it is going to be very, very low. So for example, if you've been telling yourself that you want to ask for a promotion from your boss and you've been procrastinating on it, you constantly haven't been doing it week, week after week goes by, month after month goes by and you're still not doing it, ask yourself, what's the reason? Maybe I just don't believe that if I ask, I'm actually going to get the promotion. Maybe because I don't believe if I ask, I'm actually going to get the promotion. You're not following through because you don't believe the action that you want to take is going to yield the results that you want to get. And so what do you do about that? You try to find a way to maximize your belief around the action itself. And so you think, okay, what do I need to do when I ask for a promotion to increase the likelihood that I actually get it? Maybe I need to come up with showing the company exactly how much money I am making them. Maybe I need to write down all the things that I've done in the past that have been super valuable. Maybe I need to show all the work that I've been putting in that I haven't even shown my boss up to this point, right? Then if you do all those things, you have more belief that if you do it, you'll actually get the promotion. Therefore, you're going to increase the likelihood that you actually follow through, that you actually ask for that promotion. So belief is huge. Number five is urgency. Urgency essentially means that you need to constantly remind yourself that following through on that action is urgent. I got to do it. 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 Because a lot of things that we want to follow through on in our brain don't get seen as urgent. They get seen as important. And Stephen Covey and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People talk about the difference between urgency and importance. And unfortunately, we follow through things. We follow through things that are urgent much more than things that are important. But a lot of times important things are the things that are going to progress us forward and allow us to really improve in our lives. And so it's like, okay, we need to trick our brain that doing the thing that's important is actually urgent. And how do we do that? It's we find a way to constantly remind ourselves to do that. Maybe it's putting a sticky note on our computer. Maybe it's putting a reminder on your phone. Like one of the things that I do with people and their fitness goals is if they're trying to make sure they increase their water intake, let's say they need to drink 80 ounces of water during the week, they'll put reminders on their phone to finish 20 ounces by 9am to finish another 20 ounces by 12 to finish another 20 ounces by three, another 20 ounces by six. And they'll put a reminder on their phone that will ding to them at that period of time that says, have you done this? If not, make sure that you do it. That is creating urgency for yourself. Or maybe it's just putting it on your Google calendar and then you look at it all the time. Just making sure that you have a frequent reminder is going to allow you to afford you to build the ability to increase the likelihood that you actually follow through with what you say with what you say you're going to do. So we went through perspective, workable, simplicity, belief, urgency, and the sixth and final one is accountability. If you have some accountability, whether from somebody else or whether from yourself, it's going to increase the likelihood the action that you actually follow through. Now, I think if you have somebody else to hold you accountable, you understand that that's going to increase the likelihood that you follow through. But let's let's think of that idea and what does that mean? When you're told that somebody's going to hold you accountable for whether or not you follow through on something, what does that do to your brain? That makes you feel like there is high stakes to perform that task. That makes you think like, oh man, they're going to hold me accountable. Like I've got to do this thing. This thing is really important. This thing is high stakes. And so how can we replicate that for things that we don't have somebody to hold ourselves accountable for? We try to schedule out time to hold ourselves accountable. Now, 
again, it might not feel as high of stakes if you're going to hold yourself accountable, but you got to trick, you got to trick yourself. You have to hold yourself to the same standard that somebody else might hold you to. And so if you set aside time that you're going to hold yourself accountable for whether or not you did that particular thing, then you're going to have that same sense of, oh my gosh, this thing is high stakes. This thing is important. I don't want to let myself down when I go back and see whether or not I have followed through with this. That's why in my 10 week fitness goal setting program, I have accountability sessions with my people, with my the people in the group. And that's also why everybody has a scoreboard so they can hold themselves accountable to either tally off or not tally off when they do the thing or don't do the thing that they were supposed to do. So accountability is key. So again, to run through those six, perspective is number one. You have to plan out in order to increase the likelihood that you're going to be successful and follow through. Number two, you have to do something. You have to pick things that are workable. You have to do things and say you're going to do things that you're willing and able to do based off of what you've been willing and able to do in the past. Number three, simplicity. You have to define the things so specifically by using a verb, a quantitative aspect, a qualitative aspect, and saying when you're going to do it so you know exactly what success looks like. Number four is belief. You have to maximize your belief in the action that is going to yield the results that you want in order to actually do it. Number five is urgency. You have to create constant reminders for yourself that are yelling to you, Nick, you got to do this. Nick, you got to do this. Nick, you got to do this. And then lastly, accountability. You either have to have somebody else hold you accountable, which is great for some things, but you just can't have that for everything, right? So you have to find ways to hold yourself accountable to increase the stakes of the game, to increase the importance of the particular tasks that you're wanting to follow through on. I think this is so, so important. Following through with the promises that you make to yourself is arguably the number one skill that you can develop in order to get closer to the best version of yourself. And one of the key reasons why that is, is because you start to build self-confidence. You start to build self-trust. You start to build this reputation with yourself that I am the type of person that is going to follow through with the things that I say I'm going to do. And when you have that confidence in yourself, then you can improve in any area of your life that you want to improve in. Because in a lot of areas of life, we know what to do, we're just not doing it. We have the common sense, but we don't have the common practice. We don't have the common action. But if we can build this skill, if we can build this habit of falling through with the promises that we make to ourselves, then we can start to execute at a higher level. We can start to have more self-confidence. We can start to make progress in all areas of our life, and we can start to get closer and closer to your best you.